All right, there we go. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is the Truck Stop Guru. My name is Sifu John, and I have a very special guest with me today. The one, the only, the legend, Daniel Frost. Hater, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. No, you said I was special, so, you know. You are special. Yeah, you're like the short bus, guys. You're like the, you know, you can always tell you're the one that doesn't lick the window, so that's a nice thing. Oh, no, man. My window was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> See, I given you the benefit of the doubt. No, he was licking that window. Now, now if you now he if you went, went sat in the back, they were raspberry. It was great. <laughs> yeah, now, but that it, way you got a flavor change from here to there. You don't want to know how that flavor got there, though. <laughs> Snozzleberries. That's how yeah, they got there. Yeah, probably. Well, we it might have been uh, a booger or two. Uh, it might have been. That's good for you. A little extra protein. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were we were thinking about going ahead and um, talking about some some of our geek culture stuff, and uh, we were gonna get into some vampire lore just because it kind of came up in conversation, and we was we started to get into conversation. And so wait a minute, why are we doing this? Why don't we record? record yeah. So uh, we were talking about um, in my uh, book series. Um, I ended up doing uh, a slightly different take to it where it was uh, it's not uh, so much that the sun will destroy a vampire but it'll just actually take away uh their energy. They can't they don't have a, uh, the ability to produce their own blood cells, so they have to get them from somewhere else. So it's kind of like you have a storehouse of fuel and if you go out in a bright sunny day and get a suntan, you can do that. But the skin will react normally and try to heal and create vitamin D and all those kinds of things. So you end up burning more fuel. So that was and, and you see, this this is a this is a topic that's close to my heart. Um, just considering where I'm from, um, you yes. know, for everybody else that's listening, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, originally, and uh, They've New Orleans never heard is of very. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've never heard of vampires. Our culture is actually pretty thick with um, with voodoo, witchcraft, vampires, and including werewolves. All the supernatural beings that nobody in this world tends to believe in. But yet, nevertheless, you talk to a lot of locals down in the French Quarter, and they will tell you they still walk among us. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt either. that. I, I never actually personally met one that I know of, but I did, I did have a thing where I, when I was at the, we were doing a, one of the shows at the Renaissance Festival, and I'm up by the gate. We had just done our canon show, mm -hmm. and I was playing my my vampire song about about my main character that I wrote, and this dude walks by, smiled, and he's wearing red velvet suit like straight out of you know Clockwork Orange kind of look, with right. you know the the deep red sunglasses, uh, rounded sunglasses like John Lennon and the big top hat. I mean, he's dressed, looked like a steampunk outfit. was great. That and, sounds like how I used to dress back in the 90s, minus the hat. Yeah, well, he had the fangs, too. <laughs> when he smiled and he walked by, I'm singing the song. <clears throat> he goes all the way around to the other end of the camp as I stopped the song. And I looked over that way just just as a curiosity, and I, I and I actually just said about this loud. I said, "Man, I really hope he likes that song." He turned around and tipped his hat. <laughs> wow, makes you wonder, huh? Yeah, yeah. So that was a like, hmm. But uh, obviously, because I know I've got a set of of uh, you know I want I'll call them prosthetic fangs, but them things fit in there so tight. 
and I've actually stained them to look like the rest of my teeth. You know, because mm. I'm almost 50 years old. My stuff is not pearl white anymore. Right. Let's be real. You know, so I actually just dropped them in some coffee and stained them to look like my actual teeth. And that works. That oh, works yeah, yeah. Well. And and uh, they make ones that um, they, they actually, um, I know someone back in New Orleans who makes them professionally. He makes different kind. And uh, the ones that this dude makes, you can literally eat with them in. They will not come out. Yeah, it's like you, major test, just chomp into an apple. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that would that would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So what I interrupted you, but you were you were saying that a lot of the, there seems to be some evidence in <laughs> for the for the actual existence of said things in New oh, Orleans. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Uh, you know, even the history of New Orleans, New Orleans, even early early days of settlement. Um, you know, I told you the story, and a lot of people may know the story about uh, about the box girls uh, that that was uh, that were brought into new orleans because just simply because the ratio of of male to female was way off there was like five dudes to one woman and it was creating a bunch of problems so they brought in a bunch of girls and some boxes from europe and after the girls in the boxes from europe got there oh yeah well they, they weren't having problems with the with the guys fighting no more they just started disappearing they ordered the wrong girls <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So they ended up they ended up sending the girls back to Ursuline Convent, which is still there in New Orleans, right on the corner of Ursuline. And um, I can tell you, man, I I don't creep out real easy, but too much time standing on that corner makes the hairs on the back of my neck raise. <laughs> Was that like near? somewhere you had to be like would you work around there or something um well i i love going to the french quarter okay i'm i'm, I'm originally um from just outside of new orleans which is jefferson parish and uh, but the french quarter it, the, the architecture is so beautiful you've got old spanish and old french architecture all through yeah. there <laughs> and um and they try to keep it historically uh, accurate as possible um, so one of the things the historical society deemed and, and everybody agreed with it is to keep the shutter doors open both above and below because that was the whole way they kept everything cool is it's just the airflow from the top and bottom. The only place in the French Quarter that does not abide by this is Ursuline Convent, which is actually now the New Orleans. Um, um, oh, it's just the, the whole the thought just left my head. Um <laughs> Oh, it's the New Orleans Archdiocese. Oh, okay? okay. Well, you know, technically inside that land, it's you know, it's the Archdiocese, so they can do whatever everything, anything they want to. So you know that the top windows of the Archdiocese, where those girls uh, were housed, are still sealed shut. Why were they sealed? If you go, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're sealed shut now. But what were they originally seal them for? I mean, if they were leaving everything um, open. They originally sealed them because they believed those girls were vampires. And that was the whole reason why the men were disappearing in New Orleans. So they put them back up there, rehoused them, sealed the windows shut with 13 blessed screws. Wait, so they, they locked the girls up in the top tower and then just locked the doors? So goes the story. Okay. I don't remember hearing that part. <laughs> and Yeah, right? But that top floor, those windows are still sealed, still sealed shut. And you can take 
tours of the New Orleans Archdiocese. But if you if you push too much about what's on the third floor, they'll ask you to leave. Ooh. Yeah. That's weird. You know, bring the mind to wander. It's one of those things that just makes you lay in bed at night and go, hmm, I wonder if I get up there and become a vampire. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> hey, don't say that out loud. <laughs> hey, you know, the curiosity, the amount of history that a vampire must see as the years go on. You know, because according to lore, they're immortal. You know, so that means that dudes could be over 2,000 years old, going all the way back to the Egyptians. That would get boring. Well, you know, you got to keep I don't think so. Well, like you said, we would be working on all kinds of knowledge. Think, think of all the all the things you could learn, all the musical instruments, all the languages, all the things that you could come up with when you're doing that. Indeed. You know, and um, earlier, uh, I think I think you had uh, I think I was getting ready to, to mention the whole garlic thing. Mm. And, uh, you know, they, they, the lore is, you know, garlic keeps vampires away. No, garlic just makes food taste better. That's all. And, and do, you, do you know how that, that whole lore got started, John? Uh, no, how? Um, well, it actually started, you know, you had the vampire slayers. You know, the vampire slayer had to go to the graveyard and the cemetery and dig up bodies to determine whether or not they were they were dead or alive. They were vampires. Mm. Well, I don't know if you've ever smelled a dead body, but it's not nice. Okay, I can see where you're going with this. That would make sense okay. why you'd put a string of garlic around your neck so you didn't have to smell yes. the corpse. Well, no, but actually, um, garlic, uh, if you take a, uh, a little toe of garlic and you break it under your nose and you inhale, it actually deadens your sense of smell. So that way you don't, that have way smell, you the don't smell the corpse. Yeah. There you go. There you mm -hmm. go. That makes sense. And that's how that lore got started. Well, what I used in, in mine was that any kind of strong smell, onions or garlic or anything like that, just because the senses become heightened. If it's, yeah. a, if it's a young vampire, would not want to go near it just because it's too strong. Not any other reason. I can see that. It's just nasty. <laughs> yes, yes. I can see that to someone with a heightened sense of smell and yeah. hearing and sight. It, just, it wouldn't be real nice in the beginning. But, you know, later on, you might want it on your pizza. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. well, that was that was the whole thing that, you know, uh, when you're talking about the older vampires, once they can, well, they call them risen, but once the risen are, are able to uh, control a lot, a lot of, you know, who they are and control what they call a beast, the beast is basically the hunger. And that's mm -hmm. really what's, what is keeping them alive because that's, that's the process that they're, they're using to use the blood to keep the body moving but once they they can control that a little bit then yeah things like that are no problem then yeah you want to you want to eat food sure go ahead you're just gonna have to you know use a little bit more juice to actually digest everything so they never the ones that i did in my stories where they never actually lost any of the organs they just basically they keep them real low-key so it's almost like you have a certain power level you maintain just to keep the things from dying off on you. But other than that, you know, it's not like zero heartbeat. It's going to be like a really, 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 really Thanks. slow one. Mm -hmm. Unless you're running. Yeah, because I, I, I don't see how they could always, always, you know, depict that the vampire is living dead. Like, if, if it's living dead, how does it still have emotions? 
Right. Why does it still have a will a will to live? So right. Well, that's why I kind of like the one. Alive. What was that series that they did uh, with the uh, the ones that were like it like more worms? The one in New York or something that they did that series on. I forget what it was. The Strain. The Strain. Did you see that one? Oh yes, yes. Where it was, uh, it spread more like a virus. Yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of interesting because it was like that was just that was just the the wasn't even the person anymore. It was whatever that particular virus is that st- takes over the body, and that was like a host. Yeah, like, like like some extreme form of hemophilia. Yeah, it's kind of almost closer to what a zombie would be, really, more than anything else, because that's just the disease itself. That goes around trying to feed. It's not the corpse. At least that's the way I've always looked at it anyway. I mean, I've been a fan of all that kind of stuff, but to me it's always been... There's certain differences, like when you have your your uh, established lure with the vampires or the werewolves or whatever, to me the werewolves are just... It was a natural shapeshifter. Yes. And the 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 way I handled the disease of lycanthropy was that was basically one that had been infected by the vampiric disease so they could they could pass it along that way as opposed to being somebody who was born so that's kind of like because it transmutes a little bit so the ones who were turned were not uh, quite the same as the regular shapeshifters (sighs) yeah I I, I can see that I can see that born that way you more than likely have more control yeah, and it would obviously would depend on on the individual go from there, but mm-hmm. so that was see. But I always always looked at that 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 werewolf werewolf lore as werewolves were more protectors of the territory they were in. Yeah, not like some some crazed evil monster. They they served a purpose. You know, we we have we have all these mythological creatures in our lives, and all of these stories had to originate from some some spark of truth. You know, it's like how how can you go through your life not believing in something, and the only reason why you don't believe in it is because you've been told from the day you're born that's not possible. You know, change that one little bit of thinking, get rid of impossibles, improbabilities, I can'ts. Get rid of those from your vocabulary and from your thought process, and you'll begin to realize that there's so much more that we can do. We've I we've got that. this ingrained we have this ingrained th- thought that's been put into us through society and our parents. You know, our parents. You know, I don't know if your parents believe, but mine sure didn't. They were they were Pentecostal, so the only thing that existed in my house was was God. That was it. <laughs> I had I had everything else. Lives. No, no. It's like I'm like, well, how can God exist in a fairy knot? <laughs> because uh, we made them illegal at the uh, Council of Fatima in 425, so they weren't invited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had I had it from both sides because I had uh, my my grandmother was a very very strict Roman Catholic, so I oh. grew up with that end of it. But my mom uh, is very open. And obviously, the, uh, the town I grew up in was extremely haunted. So, you know, since I had this woman come flying through the back door to tuck me in every goddamn night, uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, <laughs> it, you know, 
Yeah, since I was seeing it and she was seeing it, it wasn't really anything that it was a question of, does this stuff actually exist? I mean, the nice thing was I didn't have to, you know, try and explain myself. My my mom saw that. She saw plenty of shit, too, so. I finally actually oh, yeah, asked you know, her. And, and, and the wonderful thing, the wonderful thing that I do love about, you know, about that, that, that whole energy transfer, you know, is... It, it, not, it doesn't even matter where you come from, what your background is, what you were taught. It's like every once in a while in this world you meet somebody and you just, you just, you just click with them. It's a spark. It's almost like you've, you've, you've known them forever. And I have a point that I'm getting to here. Sure. And, and the, this, the, the energy itself, it, it doesn't have to be a physical meeting. No, not at all. You know, for, for perfect instance, all right, you and I. All right, what we met, um, what, about six years ago? Something like that? Somewhere? Yeah. Seven, around there? six, seven years ago, something okay. like that. John and I have never met face to face, but from the moment we first spoke, it was like we knew one another. Yeah. And and the man has been one of my best friends ever since. Th- ever since, and we met on a video game. I mean, I'm not going to say the video game name, just you know. No advertising for those. Because of, yeah, we don't want to <laughs> advertise for them. They suck. <laughs> but the good thing that came out of it is I met you and I met Tracy and 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 these these wonderful people that have that have been helping me through my life whether you know it or not. I <laughs> ah, appreciate that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The things that you have things that you have taught me have gotten me through the situation I'm in now. Well, you you were just talking about it, man. You said that this is all about that energy and when you have that energy, uh, I don't believe in the, in the incurable disease. I, it just doesn't exist for me. Because, like you said, we are we are energy, and we learn these things as a child. You get taught these things when you're a kid, and yes, the the programming usually goes from the time you're about. Oh, you know, got that right. Programming. It's a program. Yes, it, that's how we've been programmed. Yeah, that's what because you can change it, but you get that from the time mm-hmm. you're about the I don't know maybe sixth month into your development. So you're not even born yet. Until the mm-hmm. time, you know, you're about seven years old or so. That's where the first program sets. After that, in order to learn anything, you got to go through a lot of repetition. And you got to really focus on it. Before that, you just absorb everything. You're a sponge. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, it's so bad when kids are in a bad situation and they're seeing the kids, seeing somebody abusing somebody or something like that. They take up those hobbies, those habits. They'll pick them up. They just, they learn it through osmosis. And it's not their fault. It's just, that's how it goes. But it's like that's why people always they talk, they laugh about the terrible twos, right? Because the first first year the kid goes around, he's got no life experience, so he's touching things, he's grabbing stuff. He's let's see what the knife yeah. is, let's see what the flame is, let's, let's what is this candle, you know? And the, and mom's around behind him going, no, 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 don't do that, no, no, don't touch it, no, no, don't climb in it, no, 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 right? Then they get to two years old, and you tell them, put your shoes on, we're gonna go, no. Well, where'd you yes. get that from? <laughs> And and that's where they find out why you're not supposed to touch the candle either, because yeah. you know, they burn themselves one good time. Like, oh, that's why she was talking. Only touch gonna the do it once. It, <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, you know. And that's and what same happened. way with same way with my cats. You know, it's like oh, he's only gonna do it once. Little watch. Oh, so he got his face wet. He won't do that again. <laughs> hey, it's Unless cold. you got some oddball cat like mine that then goes and gets in the shower because the water wasn't enough. Yeah. Some but of that's them another... like that. That's just a thing. Yes, cats, man. <laughs> That's a whole different type of child. 
but the programming that you, you're getting with all that stuff when you when you are learning is that that's the the one that you seats your reality, and that will tell you whether yes. ghosts are real or, or fairies are real or any of the other things. I've seen too much of this stuff to tell you that it doesn't real. It's not there. I know it's there. I've oh I've absolutely dealt with it my whole life, so I know that that's okay. there. You know, even you know, even my grandfather, dude, being being a God fearing man that he was, um, there was one cemetery in New Orleans that he would not go back to, mm. and it's Saint Rock. It is a witch's cemetery. Ah, yeah, sounds like fun. Now me, I was comfortable there. Because I never believed the same way he did, even though that was the house that I grew up in. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a second generation Scorpio. My mom was a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. And every other Scorpion I've ever met just has this sixth sense towards things. Well, there's definitely something. And being, to that. yeah, and and being in that Saint Rock Cemetery. I, I didn't feel like an evil vibe or an evil presence. I, I, you know, we fear the things we do not understand. Oh, definitely. And and that was the thing with my grandfather, per se, is he didn't understand it. And what he never understood is that all things can be used for either intent, for good or for evil. All things. And that includes the Bible, and we've seen that happen a million times over and over again. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a long one. But all things can be used for either intent, you know? Uh, you know, you know. magical people use catalysts. We, we use crystals. We use wands. We use different things. Well, all these things were, were gifts, all right? They're, they're part of our planet. They're part of who we are, and we need these things to survive. Why can't we also use them for healing purposes? And people of the church not look at us like we, we've damned the entire world. Uh, it's it's starting to get there. It's starting to switch turn around. Where you've seen uh, Reiki has been recognized as healing hands, and you've seen that in, the, in hospitals a lot within the last you know ten years or so, maybe a little more. So it is becoming a little bit more po uh, popular, I guess you could say. Uh, there's been a lot more acceptance of the traditional Chinese medicine and traditional Vedic healing arts, which is more herbalism, and uh, certainly the the acceptance of a lot of uh, medical marijuana all over the country you know we have uh, 33 states now have some form of, of legal marijuana because they they finally understand that well maybe it's the alcohol that's a bad idea <laughs> whereas yeah. the plant is you know because <clears throat> that one doesn't seem to be one that actually uh kills you or makes you want around and kill your friends um but mm -hmm. Well, you know, well, not only that, but alcohol detoxes out of all the all the different drugs that are out there, from heroin, cocaine, crack, marijuana. Marijuana is not even a drug to me, but to some people, they still think it is. <laughs> well, le legally, it's considered all of, that, but it, they know. Out better. of all of these things, alcohol detoxes are the only ones that could possibly kill you. Yeah. Yeah, alcohol itself could How kill much you. sense does that make? No, it doesn't make sense. It was just, it was politics, and it's just one of those things that always gets involved. And as I have said before, politics is comes from the Greek poly, meaning many, ticks, meaning blood-sucking insects. Blood-sucking parasites. And, and that's what it is, and it, that's that's what politics is. <laughs> that's why I try to avoid it. Now back to vampires again. See, we, we stay in a theme. But <laughs> Yeah. 
maybe that's what they are. They're the vampires. They're just the upper echelon. Yeah, not the not the nice ones. That's for damn sure. No, <laughs> they're sucking our blood in a different way. Right. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and uh, end it right there. I think we're just gonna hang on and we're gonna hold that thought uh, because, as per usual, our conversations go a really, 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 really long time. So. Um, we're just going to uh, go ahead and leave this as a part one. I'll put the rest of them up as part two. If you guys are interested in what we've been talking about, um, my my book, my vampire series, is called Everliving Kings, Heroes of Darkness, book one by J.D. Ravensmoon. You can find it on uh, Amazon, on uh, Hardbook, uh, or Softback, and uh, and as a Kindle book. And uh, audio book out hopefully soon, as soon as I'm done recording it. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and we're going to leave part one here and we'll catch you guys in part two probably tomorrow okay roll the goat have a good night